0: You are now tuned in to sports bra thank you for taking flight with your girl air auntie this is my new sports podcast sports culture podcast um i had to take it back to the crib for my first episode where my love of all things ball related pause uh, <laughs> developed and in doing so i had to get a hometown hero. A baller who I looked up to. Oh, man. Please welcome to Sports Bra, Manisha Ritas.
1: Hello. Yay. I love it. I love the name. Sports Bra? That's lit. I love it. Listen. I love it. There's no way you can play basketball without a sports bra. Ever. I have a sports bra on right now. Good for you. I I don't wear regular bras (laughs) anymore. Like, if I put one on, it's it's really weird. I'm like, I I don't...
0: so you're in like a dress at church, sports yeah. bra.
1: It's it's on the sidelines. Like if I'm having like kind of a dress down day, I'm wearing a sports bra. It's so versatile. It's I love it. You could wear it as a top. Swimsuit. Swim. Swimsuit. My family just went on vacation. My first, I had to go get a swimsuit. But the first day we went to the pool, I wore a Nike sports bra. I mean, sports bra.
0: Sponsor me. No. <laughs> Real okay. talk. So, Manisha Ritas. Also known as Nini, <laughs> um, you are a basketball coach. Yep, at University of West Georgia. University of West
1: Georgia, go Wolves! Yes. Uh, uh, How long you been there? This is. I just finished my second year. Um, it's a Division two school in Carrollton, Georgia. Um, we've got all sports. Um, it's a, it's and we've got large enrollment there too. It's almost thirteen thousand kids there. Oh, boy. So it's kind of a, you get a D one feel from it. Um, so we're just trying to get sports to that level. The next Football, football is pretty good. They've mm-hmm. been to the national championship. Uh, women's golf is women's really golf. good. Shouts out to the golf. they got a, they've got a chick from i uh, dread saying Russia, but I think she's from Russia oh, and really? she was like player of the year stuff oh, like that so yeah we're uh we're we're trending upward we got we're gonna have a good year next year um and so it's a I, it's I love the area and stuff like that it's, it's
0: it's pretty cool so okay guys let me give you a background. Nish and I are both from Alabama and i got to, I don't even know if you know this story. <laughs> The first person I ever asked for an autograph is your father. Are you serious? It was the most embarrassing thing. Now, <laughs> um, Manisha's father is baseball legend <laughs> Gary Reedus. He's also fine. Please Google Ben a Snack, OG Snack, Daddy Elms. Okay, calm down. Um, but when I was in third grade, I think he came oh, wow. to a game. Yeah. And, you know, it was like in Alabama, I mean, he's a name that rings bells, but like in Alabama, especially, Mm -hmm. they're like, oh my God, that's Gary Reedus. My this is like 1994. Right. And I was like, oh my God. He (laughs) was popping. He was popping early nineties too. He was popping. So then I ran up after my game was like, can I get an autograph? (laughs) And he gave me an autograph. And then... We, we weren't really... I knew y'all right. because of Amber. Yeah. Shout out to Amber, my boo. Yep. she's pregnant. Um, <laughs> and, yeah, we weren't really friends, but we have... Anisha's cousin is my, like, childhood best friend. Yeah. So I always knew about you guys because right. you guys were low-key, like, famous in the area because your dad was a baseball player. Yeah. So then I asked him for that autograph. Fast forward to yeah. when we... You're at the University of Alabama. Right. Your sister, Coach, and Amber and I entered the University of Alabama yes. at the same time. Roll, roll. Tie. I got one thing to say. Roll. Them, roll. Damn tie. Roll them tie. And so I start being at your house all the time. And yes. I came into your house and I saw your dad. I'm like, this is embarrassing. Yeah. I asked you for. <laughs> so yes, I asked you for. So how was it to grow up with your dad being like a sports star?
1: Um. Amazing. First of all, because for as long as I can remember, I've been a huge sports fan.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um He started playing in like early 80s, like got to big leagues in the early 80s. Um, so I remember probably starting when he was in like Chicago, mm-hmm. like mid 80s. And I can remember like while he was with the White Sox, one of the earliest, fondest memories of baseball for me Um, With the White Sox, he had a little spell where he he was like American League player of the week, Mm -hmm. um, had like a really good little run. He hit like a couple grand slams and stuff like that. And I can remember one of the grand slams he hit was a game win, like a walk off grand slam Mm -hmm. home run. And so I'm sitting in the stands. We're in the stadium and I can remember like he hits a home run, runs the bases, everybody's cheering, whatever, whatever. They leave the field and the whole stadium is chanting, Gary, Gary. And I I still vividly remember like being in that stadium and like looking around and like, oh, shit. That's the moment. These people are like chanting my dad's name. I remember that. Um, That's the moment you knew. Oh, my God. He was like, it it was. It was crazy because he and he played with like some really, really, really huge Huge people. And so that moment, because with the White Sox, he's like Ozzie Guillen, um, Harold Baines, like people that were really good, like Hall of Fame type guys. Um, and so that part of it was super cool. But I was a huge sports fan. When he played in Pittsburgh, like I was a huge Cubs fan growing mm-hmm. up. And so being able to meet and like be on the field and like meet certain people, like Jose Canseco, Nolan Ryan, Barry Bonds, um, all these guys like this that are like household names. names and stuff like that. To me, I was still a fan, but it was like regular mm-hmm. to see these guys. Um, and so me, I loved going to the games just cause again, I was a huge sports fan, loved baseball. I played softball, like softball was my first love just cause it was in the baseball but, family. Uh-huh. Um, and I wanted to be like, like I'm born on my dad's birthday, so I don't think I could help but, like, be a, a huge it. sports fan and play it and stuff like that. So um, it was amazing because, again, I'm a, I'm a, just a huge sports fan. So growing up in it, I got a chance to be a fan, um, see my dad as my hero, and, like, see those, like, be in different opportunities where you get to see him. Like, he's, he's really popping. He's really popping. And um, just kind of be around the
0: game and be around the sports world um, and just really enjoy it. So you mentioned Barry Bonds. Mm-hmm. You guys have a good funny family story about his earring, no? Who's who made fun of Barry he, Bonds' earring? I remember my dad making
1: fun of like I know he had the because this is when he was wearing like the, the dangly dangling cross, and my dad used to make fun of that. I know for sure. Just like you're a girl, you're a girl, <laughs> that whole thing. But he also made fun of. Now we have ethnic names, like me, and my sisters, and you know it, we all got ethnic names. Barry's kids, their name, his oldest two kids are Nikolai and Shikari. Mm-hmm. And so that was their kind of like running joke back and forth too. Was like, where did you get those names from? <laughs> Nikolai <laughs> and Shikari. And Barry's like Lakeisha, Manisha, Nakosha. <laughs> like it's so, so that that part. And so seeing yeah. that part of it too, where I know a lot of people, you think Barry Bonds and because of the steroids and all that stuff, you're like, he's an asshole and that's mm-hmm. kind of his, um, the the stigma he has attached to him. But like, I, what I know and remember was that part of it, like joking and
0: he's super cool and stuff like that. you feel pressure to play sports or pressure to live up to his his last name, his birthday?
1: Um, Not so much. I think if I had been a boy, it would have been... <laughs> Way mm-hmm. more pressure yeah. on me. Um, my younger brother, um, he and then which they that's his namesake. He's the second, so I think it might have been a little bit more pressure on him. But it wasn't as much, maybe because my dad was kind of done playing mm-hmm. when G was growing up. I feel like if I had been G, then it would have been
0: like, oh okay, because yeah, you, you were gotta, he oh, was yeah. still playing. Oh yeah. yeah,
1: yeah. So it was it was, but I didn't feel I didn't feel very much pressure if i if, if it was any pressure i might have put it on myself like oh, okay i kind of got to be good but i enjoyed it so much and i think just whatever natural ability just kind of was a part of it so i didn't honestly i just enjoyed like sports and so i didn't feel very much pressure like oh you got to be good if i was good i wanted to be good okay it's me not oh she she's getting picked or she's getting certain opportunities
0: because of her dad She's getting it because of because her talent. Yeah, I mean, yeah. obviously, you starting point guard at University of Alabama. Roll Tide again. Roll Tide again. That's when we like. <laughs> that's kind of when our friendship developed. Oh yeah. Like when I got to campus, yeah, I was a freshman and you were a junior, maybe a junior. Yeah, yeah. Starting point guard. What yeah. was that like? Playing basketball in college, but also playing basketball at the University of Alabama. It like was a crazy school. And
1: I hate to say this out loud. Um, going coming down to my decision on college, I was either gonna go Alabama or Auburn. And Auburn signed a girl, a Juco guard. And so naturally I was like, oh, okay, I'm gonna go to Alabama then. Mm. So I go to Alabama, and just kind of—it's a football school, so all the perks that come along with being at a, a, a high major school. A lot of it depends on how football is doing, and football had come off really good years, and then we're kind of in a in a downward that that was spiral. Biggest disappointment. I <laughs> was, was there
0: during the trash. Imagine year. being there like now, now? with Nick Saban. Oh my god. I already know it's like off the charts, but we was there. I was there for. We one still year. had a good time. It was a good time. But imagine what it could have been. Trash year I was. Oh there. my god. Who's the coach? Shula. Um, Shula
1: was there. Franchoni had come, but he left. He dipped and went to Texas A and M. Mike Price. He, the whole strip club scandal. If Nick Saban had have been there during those years, oh my god, uh, I probably would have stayed for four years. I wouldn't have left. It was ever. such a trash year. It was, but pl- but playing just kind of the basketball part. I I mean it it was a time of my life because uh, again you're you're getting a chance to hoop and do what you love. Um, we my first two years we had like our out of the country trips. They're on another level now, but like we went to the Bahamas when the Baja boys, like who let the dogs out was like (laughs) popping. And we were there when they like had their homecoming parade and stuff like that. Um, And so just kind of trips like that were always really cool. Being able to see and play in front of legend, like playing at Tennessee in front of Pat Summit, was like, the highlight of my life because RIP
0: past summit. Rest in peace. Oh, to the it's, OG. it's like
1: the anniversary of her her death, like has just passed and stuff like that. The legend. So, oh, she was the first. I, she was a superhero because I can remember playing in Knoxville and when she came out, she like had like they didn't play Rocky Top. She had her own music, like that she walked she out walked to. to. So I was like, this is larger than life, and I can remember. um Playing up there, I feel like it was my sophomore year, and um, I had like one of the first plays of the game. I come off and I like drive by somebody and I get fouled, and then she I hear her over there on the bench and she's like, "Can anybody keep her in front of them?" And I'm like, No <laughs> I'm, I'm cheesing at the free throw line, like, oh my God, she knows who Pat, I am. Past summer season. Oh my it. god. She has the vision. Oh sheesh. So that part and in even playing against people, like I played against like Simone Augustus and stuff like
0: yeah, that. Yeah, who was your fiercest competitor?
1: Uh LSU was really, really good. That's what like, Simone SAT, does Yeah. And she was just a freshman. My even like senior year, I feel like. It might have been my junior year. But LSU was just such a good team um, that I've never seen anybody run a motion offense like they ran it. Like there was no way we could scout or prepare for it. We just knew we was about to go down there and get our ass beat because they were <laughs> that, just get ready to take the ass with it. But even, like, Tennessee, obviously, during those years, they were really, really good. Was Candace...
0: Who was there then? Candace
1: wasn't there. Kara Lawson was there. Okay. Michelle Snow was there. Michelle Snow had just dunked. Oh, yeah. And so going into the game, that was our biggest thing. Like, all right, we cannot let... Michelle Snow is not dunking on us. She's not dunking like, on us. Like, that you. was our, our whole thing. Um, but we played against, like... Obviously the SEC was really, really good around mm. that time. Was um, Vanderbilt good then too? Vanderbilt was good. They had the big six six girl. I do have to say, um, uh, Chantel Anderson, and she's real cool with Mandisha. Okay. Um, I know they're cool now, but my Vanderbilt story is we're playing in Nashville. They're running an out-of-bounds play, and they're like in a line. And so I'm like whoever I'm guarding is at the back of the of the line. And so they throw it in and obviously just throw it up to her. She's like 6-6. Six, six. They throw it up to her. She's getting ready to shoot it. I come from behind and I blocked it. And, and I was like, get that shit out
0: of here. Get <laughs> <'Cause> that <I> fucking <laughs> shit out of
1: here. <laughs> and so after the game, we're like shaking hands. She was like, you know, you didn't really block that. I was like, oh no, I blocked that. You gotta find that clip. So, yeah. You had to find that something yes. that somebody sent that to Yes. Uh, the sports broad at Gmail. I need I need the I need the the footage of it. Just so everybody knows it's real. It's real. But yeah, it was it was good teams. It was good play. I mean, like people that are still like Tamika catchings. I was at the it's it's crazy because she seen Seems like she's like a legend now, but I was at as she was leaving, getting ready like go to the league and stuff like that. That was my freshman year. She was finishing up, um, so like Tamika Catching, Samika Randall, Kara Lawson, Simone. I didn't play against Sylvia Fowle. She wasn't there yet. Um, but like some really,
0: really, really good players Some real. Oh yeah, legends oh, yeah. in the game for sure. So as you said, you know. Being at University of Alabama, mm-hmm. things kind of went with the tide. <laughs> Pun intended. I see what you did there. <laughs> um, but with the basketball tide, I mean the yeah. football tie, really. Yeah. What was the? Was there a moment when you were like fed up with? the discrepancy between what you got on the women's basketball team versus what you saw the men's basketball team or the football team. Cause the football team is treated like, oh, it they might as well walk on roses it's on a whole campus. Level. So was there like a moment where you got, where you personally, or as a team were just like, this is not fair. Were there any, like,
1: not so much, probably. I, I think, uh, cause the men's basketball team was pretty good around that time, too. Um, Mo Williams, um, Irwin Dudley, those, mm-hmm. Antoine Petway, those guys were still around. Um, and so basketball and gymnastics were way better than football. Mm-hmm. But still being around football and kind of seeing and not to, like, throw anybody on the bus or get anybody in trouble, but, like, seeing, like, the, the – different benefits and stuff like that, that they got benefits. It's benefits. <laughs> um So it was, I mean, and that's crazy because they weren't very good. good. And they were still and getting, they were the benefits. still getting reaping benefits of like, so I can only imagine, you know what I'm saying? What it's like now, but it was, and I felt like for us, cause we were decent, but we weren't on a level where we, I, I would feel like, oh, okay, well we're top four in the league we were probably in the middle of the pack in the SEC, so it was just kind of like, well, maybe if we were winning, we that's kind of how I looked at it. Yeah. If we were you know, way better, maybe we would get more. We still got all the gear, all that stuff like that, and we felt like, oh, okay, we're getting certain perks, but on taking it to another level, I kind of said or thought about it like if we were better, then we'd be getting more kinda in disarray. They didn't really know what direction they wanted to go. I've got a, a great story and makes me mad still. But the I feel like because the program was kind of in limbo. Because and Rick Moody, who awesome man, awesome coach, and he's a legend himself. Um but I feel like it was at the point where maybe they were thinking they needed change directions or whatever like that. The current coach right now, Christy Curry, and I've gotten a chance to know her pretty good she even said that in like 2000 and she coached Tiffany like when when Tiffany passed and stuff like that oh my gosh um she she was the coach like she was transitioning into head coach at Purdue because Carolyn Peck was leaving so but she said Alabama contacted her in, like, 99, somewhere around that time, about coming and possibly taking over the program. I'm like, what? You could have been my coach. Mm-hmm. Um, and then even, like, a f- couple years after I was done, um, Don Staley came to Tuscaloosa.
0: Oh, Dawn. my God. Don't get me started. Dawn Staley. <laughs> Don Staley. You guys, hold on, hon. This it, This is what people need to know. If you're listening <laughs> to this, if you have ears and you're listening oh my to gosh. this, my number one, like... My guest at the top that I want to interview, I might melt, is Dawn Staley, my most favorite basketball player of all time. Of all, it's it's not even close. No competition. It's not even close. And the fact that she just won the championship, we're going to toast to Dawn Staley right here. Toast to Dawn. Dawn Staley was also on Martin, and she crossed up Martin.
1: Dawn Staley, which I've seen her. I've been in... Obviously, like, out recruiting and stuff like that, I see her. But my one of my old teammates, Joni mm-hmm. Taylor now, who's a head coach at Georgia, at her wedding, because she married—Joni married a guy that was the assist, an assistant coach at South Carolina at the time. Okay. So Dawn was at the wedding. What? And I couldn't focus because I'm just, like, I'm, I'm mesmerized whenever I see her. We also went— um, to and this was a couple years ago. Went and watched Atlanta Dream,
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, like their uh, preseason training camp and stuff like that. And so one of South Carolina girls had gotten picked up by them. So that particular day, same day, and it just it was God. See how God works. That particular won't he do it? <laughs> won't he do it? <laughs> she came, um, just kind of come visit training camp, see her kid and stuff like that. So we kind of chopped it up. But I'm all I'm like I turn into like a super stan when it comes i tweeted her happy birthday this year and she retweeted that shit and i just we lost it
0: oh my god i mean i think if there's no way you can be a point guard right and not for sure not love on. oh my god i mean if you grew up in the 90s which yeah. basketball for women especially at its peak uh at his peak yeah and she was the point guard she's a standard
1: for like yeah, this is what you. This is how you play the game. This very is, low
0: key had a sneaker. Oh, for sure, Nike. If you're listening, <laughs> I need somebody to dust that off in Portland and send it to Air Auntie. We need them. We need that. <laughs> we need them. So let's this let's, let's go into that. Like yeah, the visibility of yeah. women's basketball. Yeah. on the crazy decline. Yeah, for sure. I mean, what is your take on the fact that it's kind of like. Post college, yeah, you might as well they might as well jump off a cliff. Oh, for sure. <laughs> like, yeah. where do they yeah. go? It, it
1: and the whole why I was so disappointed even watching the the WNBA draft this year because I felt like I mean like we I felt like they were sitting in a in a ballroom not even a ballroom no at a hotel and when people got drafted they had to like scoot out. And running, bumping into people in front of them—that's how tight it was. They didn't go up there and hold up a jersey. And I was just like, seriously. But even the NCAA tournament—and we rant and rave about this all the time—but ESPN's coverage of the e- of the NCAA tournament for women, we've got one channel, and you get to watch. Like, you can't even pick what game you watch. I don't even think it's based on. Where you are in the country, they just, okay, we're going to show this game. If it's not Connecticut, which shout out to Gino, because we already know that it, we don't even have to speak on him, mm. but they show one game and it's kind of whip around coverage. And then you got to get on the app if you want to watch more games. And sometimes the Apple crash or whatever's going on. So I just feel like it, it's borderline disrespectful, but I feel like people will watch those games. The the final four coverage was some of the highest rated coverage ever. And I was happy to see, not that I wanted UConn to lose, because I just assumed they would win. I ended up, I was out, I didn't even go to the game. I mean, that's me not supporting, but I and some other coach buddies were at a Hooters in (laughs) Dallas, and we're watching the Mississippi State Connecticut game, and so I'm sitting there, I'm like, all right, if, if Mississippi State pulls this off, I'm buying everybody a shot. Mm-hmm. And it's like 10 people at the table. So when Morgan Williams hit, hits that shot and Mississippi State wins, I'm like buying 10 shots of, I don't even know what we took. But that excitement kind of surrounding it, we see it, mm-hmm. but I just don't, I, I feel like the ESPN and, and certain markets like that, they don't believe in it enough mm-hmm. a lot of times, and so they don't give it its just due. Even the WNBA right now, um, you can, I don't know what nights the game – I feel like they change the nights that the games come on. Maybe you'll catch it. They pubbed L.A. and Minnesota, them playing, but anybody else, she just are kind of like, mm, I don't know who's playing, what channel is it on, if it's just that one game per week, that's it. You don't get to see any more. You got by league pass, and maybe they're trying to pub it like that. But I just feel like they don't. They're really good players, and the game of women's basketball has always been really, really good because it's the fundamentals. I don't think you have to dunk. Because I know people talk about let's lower the goal or whatever like that. But I just feel like it's it's borderline disrespectful to the game of women's basketball not to. Even the NBA, because here's my other, I'll go off on a tangent, but I feel like the NBA teams should, and you, I know they're trying to, where they have like the NBA guys get on commercials and pub the game and say who their favorite players are and stuff like that, but I feel like the NBA teams, because they're throwing money away right now, let's be clear. I just yeah. saw the, the nigga from... Oklahoma City, who can't make a free throw, get a contract for $8 million. And I'm like, if they can give this guy $8 million, yeah. they can put some money into partnering with, like, why are the Houston comments not still around? Yeah. Like, that blows my mind. So, the Rockets, could your management team get together and say, let's bring the comments back? There is so much history behind them. Absolutely. The history of the game itself, the players, all that stuff. The history stuff. of the league. Oh, my God. I mean, if it
0: wasn't for the comments. Yes. The I mean, you know.
1: It's crazy. So I just feel like those those the NBA franchises should partner with these women's teams and really kind of boost the brand as much as they can just put generate money into it cuz that's the biggest thing. You got to fill the seats and stuff like that. And that's on the marketing people cuz I know it was packed the other day at I was watching I don't know who it was, Indiana, or somebody like that. Who knows? Or it was L.A. They were mm. in L.A. And after the game, they were having a concert, and nobody left the game because whoever was coming in after the game, okay, they're going to stay and watch. So whatever you got to do to Just make sure, fill, fill those the seats, seats, keep them there, let them watch the game, because that looks better on TV, TV as well. TV, when
0: it's empty seats. Exactly. I mean, I personally think uh, – That we need a star. Mm -hmm. I think that women's basketball needs a star. We need somebody we can follow from college basketball through. Because it seems like all the excitement that, you know, carries you in college, whether it's somebody at Tennessee or Mm -hmm. somebody at UConn. Think about, like, Diana Taurasi, who I love. Oh, yeah. And Diana Taurasi just broke some record or something like that recently. All-time leading scorer. All-time leading scorer. But, like, I think there should be a decision. Like there was a decision to make uh, when I watched the documentary on Magic and Magic and Bird. Yeah, to revive the NBA when it right. was going through its slump. You create a marketing campaign to mm-hmm. create a star yeah. within or two stars create a rivalry. There has to be some kind of way you can take that energy yeah. from college and yeah. transfer it to the WNBA. It's got to be. Because there's no star. It's not. I mean, you know, we know that uh, Maya Moore is amazing or Diana yeah. Taurasi or, you know, whoever else, but it's like, who are they? Right. Really like put the marketing campaign out For there sure. to make them household names. Yeah so people can be attached to a person mm-hmm. and then they'll want to see this person, you yeah. know?
1: So yeah. as much as we harp on uh, LeVar Ball and stuff like that for the big baller brand and, and, uh, and whatever, uh, I personally love it. And I was tuned in to, to the to the Summer League game last night. Wait, wait, Watch. that's a
0: part of our parting shot. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. We have reached the parting shot <laughs> segment. <laughs> Party shots, Lonzo Ball debut.
1: Lonzo Ball, and I know he missed a bunch of shots and stuff like that, but his first did, possession, you, the alley oop, the alley oop, oh very my, relaxed. I didn't it, even it, know he was looking it, at the goal. It's 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 just meant for him to be a star. And that star power that comes along with it. Now, I'm not buying the shoes or the, the slot. Now, if he would come down on them. My cousin the other day said if he, he needs to sell those shoes like some Air Force One, sell them for like $85 and they would be booming. But I know he's trying to make his money or whatever like that. But I just feel like the way he's pubbed, like they even interviewed Lavar at halftime last night. Yeah. So he's whatever the method to his madness. I can't, if somebody says something out of the way now, I'm always going to
0: be like, stay in your lane, like (laughs) LaVar Ball voice. That catchphrase. So what you're saying is LaVar Ball needs to be a consultant for the WNBA.
1: Big time. He would have it popping. If he had a daughter, that would be probably the best thing that could happen to women's basketball. He He needed a daughter. He
0: does. He needed a daughter. Oh my goodness. Yeah. I saw that that one possession, the the alley-oop. Oh yeah. And yeah, I was like, oh, okay, but then I read the it the was I, I, stat line and it was a little. It was it was, a bad. It, was, it, was bad. Bad. it was bad. First game, it was bad.
1: But I, I mean, all the Lakers fans that were in the stands, um, I it, it's all cosmic. I feel like because you had the Celtics Lakers documentary. Lonzo gets drafted by the Lakers. It's all the magic's there again. Lebron Lebron might be going there. <laughs> she is a witness. Oh my god! So. I just feel like it's I mean just the buzz around it. And you're completely right. There's not any buzz around anybody. And Kelsey Plum was uh kinda cause she scored all these points in college, but she didn't even play
0: mm.
1: on her on the San Antonio team. Like she I mean, you look at the stat lines and I'm amazed if she has ten like if she has ten one night, like oh shit, she went off. Yeah. Cause she did not even play. So the buzz that was supposed to be surrounding her is the number one pick.
0: Is gone. It's just flatline. and it's gone. like even Skylar Dickens. Skylar Diggins yeah. was had a flat football game. I was playing <laughs> and everybody is like obsessed. It's kinda of like almost like Rita Ora. People the yeah. image. All we know is that Skylar Diggins is attractive right, and that Drake is obsessed with her.
1: Can I just say this about, because I'm a Skylar Diggins fan and I know she just got married. And so now it's Skylar Diggins Smith. Mm. That irks the shit out of me. And I'm all for get married and represent your guy and stuff like that. But all the times when I see those, whatever your name is, hyphen your married Mm -hmm. name now, that just keep uh, because you're, it? you're still
0: a superstar. Yeah. Like, so then now we know Skylar Diggins. So now we're getting, as part of her superstardom is attributed to her husband. To the husband. But it's it's not like he was a
1: mediocre football player. At Notre Dame.
0: So wow.
1: he probably should have taken on Diggins, <laughs> maybe, sort of. That's just my two cents <laughs> on it. Uh, I just feel like she should, because that takes away from whatever star power that was. Now, because it, because she might even mm. be like, "Well, no, I'm Smith, whatever." Well, we know Skylar Diggins. We know Skylar. Diggins. We don't want you to become it. She it can don't. legally be Skylar she Diggins, can be who it, right? But, but on you your jersey, Skylar, just Diggins. be Skylar. I Diggins. want a, I want a Diggins jersey. I don't want a Diggins Smith jersey. I don't want
0: a Diggins Smith jersey. Ooh, yeah. Parting That's shots. just a, that's that's my two cents parting on that. Shots.
1: WNBA ladies, when you get married, stay as a superstar. Beyonce ain't Beyonce knows Carter. Carter.
0: She might be on, she the, on, on paper. The marriage license, whatever it is. But, but she's Beyonce. She ain't finna put that. We're not the, doing that. We're not doing that. Okay. Two questions. Okay. Favorite basketball player, male, female, all time. Okay. Who is it? Allen Iverson. Ooh. Um,
1: And AI was probably the first, because I was a Grant Hill fan. Like, so him, those two were probably the first two that I watched from college into the The, NBA. Into the pros. And so I was just like super invested. I had the Felas, the Hills, had those, but then it, it... I became more of an AI fan just because he was more. He brought like he the, culture. More real. He was, it, the culture. He was the culture. here for sports sure. Here is
0: with all about sports all culture. About it because ball is life, and that life is. I mean, you feel it off, yeah. off the court. Yeah, and he was really like oh, for sure the nineties. Yeah. when you was we was trying to get gritty. Yes. cornrows, bad yes. boy. Oh,
1: it was it, and he played. He's a guard so hard. too. He was a guard. He was kind of small in stature, whatever. I'm a shorty. And so just the way he played the game and approached the game and unapologetically just was himself Mm -hmm. and the practice rant, like all that stuff goes down in his, but just his story with, because his documentary is really good Mm -hmm. too, but just his relationship with John Thompson and um, just kind of his, his, the whole, story the whole story of how he made it and stuff like that. Because he, went through, is, oh, he definitely definitely went through a lot. Oh, for sure. For sure. Female. <sighs> I am a huge Cheryl Swoops fan.
0: Cheryl Swoops had now, done. Now,
1: Dawn Staley, it, it goes without question. Yes. Um, and Cheryl Swoops is on my mind, too, because I felt like um, she got a raw deal at Loyola. Mm. And so now I know she's about to be back at Texas Tech in a kind of... Whatever coaching capacity there, or non whatever she is, but I'm just glad she's getting that opportunity. Um, so those two, I was a huge, obviously a huge Dawn Staley fan, just because the position she played and stuff like that. I
0: felt like Cheryl was a. She was like, there's a photo of her and Jordan, and she oh was God. like. The equivalent for a moment. She had a sneakers. It's crazy. Back to Nike. (laughs) Yeah. Somebody in Portland. Please, dust (laughs) off. Dust them all. Dust Dust off that. that, that, The air swoops. Yes. Send to air auntie, please. Size, eight and a half.
1: And you know what? And it's crazy because now, like, when I order gear for our team and we get team shoes, and honestly, the girls can wear whatever shoe they want to because the shoe selection is trash most of the time, but if there was like a women's shoe that was like a Kyrie on that level, because mm-hmm. our girls love Kyrie's and you love the Kobe's and stuff like that. But if there was a uh, vintage swoops or even now, like a if, retro, if, if you
0: yeah. retro the swoop,
1: it's because it, you got all these retros coming back out. The mm-hmm. answer came back, the Air with the Air on them, mm-hmm. those the came back out, Scottie yeah, tempo. yeah, and so. I feel like if there was a female shoe then I would for sure as the person that's sitting there making the decision and ordering these shoe mm-hmm. I'm gonna be like yo we get these swoops. Mm-hmm. That's getting, what our t- yeah yeah. And so now we pub it like that. So it's it's but Cheryl Swoops I feel like was her versatility and she was just her speed and all that stuff. I was always mesmerized by her game and she was one that had a baby and came back and was supposed to be a superstar, and then you had Cynthia Cooper, and so then she had to come back and fit in, and she fit right in. Mm-hmm. And so, and again, kind of fast forward, and she just like getting into um, the the Just lesbian the, scandal. The, oh, the she, lesbian she, scandal. Look, she, her, Let's her, get messy. Her, her, little, her little thirty for thirty was good too, because she did. She she was cozying up with the coach. That was Bay lesbian. It was scandal. it was what it was. So I don't. I mean, like she's she's lived a wild life. A wild life. So, she, she,
0: she, so she, also we need to love get love is love. We need to get Cheryl swoops <laughs> on Sports Bra. We need yes. to talk about the lesbian yeah. scandal. <laughs> Whoa, Manisha. Coach Ritas, let's talk about let's talk oh. about Nike first of all because we talked about
1: when, when with the difference between another part of men's and, and even boys and girls sports. Okay, when it comes to Nike, Adidas, these these shoe companies and apparel companies sponsor boys AAU tournaments. Yes, because when we order gear, most of the time we order men's gear. Yes, the only thing that we order as a as, like from women what are. Is that? Sports bras. Sports bras. <laughs> so now this, all this money goes into a pool, and it they don't know who ordered it, where it came, what school, whatever. They just see that, oh, okay, men's gear, order, men's gear, men's gear, men's gear. So now all that money gets generated back, and it goes to Men, boys. To
0: boys and, so, and men's programs. And, and
1: yeah, so their AAU tournaments are off the charts, where women's tournaments are, we got to pay... $500 for a packet and the teams got to pay stupid amounts to get into the tournaments and stuff like that. So they need to Nike and Adidas. They need to fix that that issue too and I feel like that helps just Finding that star in high school mm-hmm. and pubbing those events like that, mm-hmm. where boom, we follow people because it is on a larger scale and stuff like that. And so then, okay, where are they going to college, and then boom, we follow them from there. And then maybe we get our star. Then we get our star. So we got
0: to start, you know, grassroots grassroots campaign where we're hoping we're two ladies who love the game and, and not just for sport- it can't just be sports bras. It can't just be sports bra. It's got to be give us, give us, give us everything. Don't yeah. give us no cap sleeves. Yeah. <laughs> Don't give us no pink yeah. Jordan. <laughs> because we too like a Concord. We like
1: the yes. Like I'm all it about all. the red and black. I, I like the that. just the vintage Chicago yeah. colors.
0: All right. Well, this Co- is awesome. Thank you. thank you. This is good stuff. Thank you. Well, Coach Brutus, thank you so much for driving to meet me. <laughs> And for being on the first episode of Sports Bra. Guys, I hope you enjoyed listening. And until next time, goodbye.